Support for IPR comes from Corridor Vein Center and Corridor Aesthetics, treatment for varicose veins and spider veins, also providing facial rejuvenation services and treatment for moderate to severe acne. More at Corridor Vein and Corridor Aesthetics.com. Today is Friday. It's the 10th of March. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Grant Gerlock. Republican presidential candidate and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley is wrapping up her second campaign swing through Iowa today, with just under a year until the Iowa caucuses. IPR's Clay Masters reports her visit coincides with trips from the two Republicans who are sitting atop most polls in the race for the 2024 Republican primaries. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has not officially announced he's running for president, but will be in Davenport and Des Moines today promoting his new book. Former President Donald Trump will be in Davenport on Monday. Nikki Haley held campaign stops this week in Council Bluffs and Nevada. Last night, she did not bring up either men by name, but says Florida needed to do more when it banned classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity. Everybody was up in arms about the don't say gay bill in Florida, right? And it basically said you can't talk about gender before the third grade. I don't think that goes far enough. When I was in school, you didn't have sex ed until seventh grade. Haley pointed out Republicans have lost the last seven out of eight popular votes for president, and the party needs to attract more voters. The president of the University of Iowa says the university's own funds will be used to settle a race discrimination lawsuit filed by former football players instead of having taxpayer money cover half of the agreement. The state appeal board approved a plan Monday for the state to pay $2 million out of the $4.2 million settlement. Following pressure from lawmakers, President Barbara Wilson announced yesterday that the athletics department will reimburse the state for the $2 million. Democratic State Auditor Rob Sands says a bill that passed the Iowa Senate this week would severely limit his ability to root out government corruption and would be, quote, catastrophic for the state's finances. Republicans in the Senate introduced and passed legislation in the same day that would bar the state auditor's office from accessing a lot of different kinds of information unless the agency that's being investigated agrees to provide it. Sands says it's the most pro-corruption bill he's seen out of the Iowa legislature. This bill is wrong-headed, it is dangerous, and we cannot... We cannot see this pass if we want to have government accountability. Republicans who support the bill say it's needed to protect the personal information of Iowans. Sands says his office follows national auditing standards. He says the bill could also impact the state's bond and credit ratings and jeopardize federal funding. Sensors in space could improve our understanding of whether crops in the Corn Belt have enough water to grow. IPR's Katie Pikus reports Iowa State University researchers have gotten help from a NASA grant of more than half a million dollars to study this. The researchers are looking at data from two NASA satellites to study water and temperature changes in crops across the Corn Belt. Brian Hornbuckle is leading the research. He says happy plants have enough water in the soil. They open their stomata to take in carbon dioxide and leak out water vapor. So if they're happy, the researchers expect to see juicy plants from space in the morning that dry out a little bit in the evening. Our initial results are showing that, yes, there is a significant difference in these measurements between the morning and the evening in areas that are less affected by drought. Hornbuckle says the data could be an early warning system for crop stress and help farmers make important economic decisions. The Dubuque Regional Airport's direct flights to Orlando are cleared for takeoff. 
The new low-cost airline Avello says the Transportation Security Administration has okayed the airport's safety plan after saying it didn't meet standards back in January. When flights start March 22nd, Avello will have flights on Wednesdays and Saturdays, with tickets around $70 offered on Wednesdays. This is Here First. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. More Midwestern farmers are planting cover crops on their land. The off-season crops help the soil and reduce fertilizer, but their use is still a tiny fraction of the total number of acres of farmland. Harvest Public Media's Jonathan All reports on efforts to increase the use of cover crops and how that may be part of the next farm bill. Tim Gottman's 2,400-acre farm in northeast Missouri looks harvested, but among the remnants of corn stalks are blobs of green plants that are thriving despite the cold and windy conditions of late winter in the Midwest. Gottman points to acres of gently sloping land wet from a recent rain. So all this water would be running that way, and, and if them terraces weren't there and, the, and this green, the wheat and rye weren't here, it would just allow the water to run faster and take the soil with it. And when the soil's leaving, your fertilizer's going with it. Gottman is a big fan of cover crops, and he says they're working to improve the bottom line of his corn and soybean farm. Back in his barn, he says it's more important to him to improve the land that has been in his family for more than 150 years. It's more to make the land at least as good as it was when we got it, if not better. Because we're just stewards of it. Gottman is not alone in increasing the use of cover crops. The University of Illinois completed a study using a combination of USDA reports and satellite images to produce the most accurate survey of cover crop usage in the Midwest. The study found in the past 10 years the number of acres with cover crops tripled, but it comes with a big caveat. It is certainly not at a level that would be necessary for some of the challenges, like the water quality challenges, like soil erosion. It's going to take a lot more acres to get there. Jonathan Coppas is the director of the University of Illinois Ag Policy Program. He says the new data shows the cover crop usage went from 1.8 percent to 7.2 percent, a big jump, but still a small number of acres. Coppas says he hopes there will be more incentives for cover crops put into the farm bill that's up for renewal this year. He says there could be more bipartisan support for a program that can help reduce fertilizer costs and work to address climate change, because cover crops can also help take carbon out of the atmosphere. We can use it maybe to design up policies that will help incentivize the behavior, help incentivize the practice. Um, It can maybe help jumpstart that by showing, you know, funds going in for this practice will get response on the ground and we can measure it. Cover crop usage is also getting endorsements from large agriculture groups, including the National Corn and Soybean Growers Associations. Kurt Beckman is the Director of Environmental Programs for Missouri Corn and works on national initiatives. He says there's been a lot of progress, but there needs to be more. I am a little bit surprised that we're only at 7 8%. Um, and I think that's part of the effort now is to figure out, okay, how do we get that to 15% in the next five years? Beckman says his group's focus has been on education and getting resources to farmers who want to plant cover crops. He says the farm bill could be part of that expansion, but he also says it's important for farmers to be encouraged and not forced. Really just want to 
make sure that it's voluntary. We don't want to mandate anything. We don't want farmers to be forced into planting cover crops on their acres. Um, we want them to make those decisions. They know their land better than anyone. 65% of Tim Gottman's farmland has cover crops on it, but he's also wary of too many incentives to get more farmers on board. He says people who chase grants aren't as successful. He wants to see each farmer figure out how cover crops work for them. Maybe it's rye and wheat on his land and radishes on the farm down the road. Like say, we have neighbors doing it exact opposite of what we're doing, but we're all happy with how we're doing it because the end result is we're holding our soils, we're, we're getting good yields. You know, it's beneficial to us. I can't imagine farming without it now. The current farm bill expires in September, and incentives for cover crops will be a tiny sliver of what looks to be more than a half a trillion dollar package. But there will be countless programs and initiatives competing for those dollars. I'm Jonathan All, Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News, reporting on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. This is Here First from IPR News. Subscribe to keep this podcast coming to you. And for news anytime, go to IPR.org.